0: What's up everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles, you're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Don't have a full episode this week, it's Thanksgiving, everybody's going all over, getting a lot of turkey, stuffing, etc, etc. Hope wherever you are, you're going to have a great Thanksgiving as well. Now part of your Thanksgiving plans for this weekend definitely needs to include seeing Creed 2. I had the pleasure of speaking with director Stephen Caple Jr. and co-star Florian Montianu, who plays big nasty or who's big nasty in in the mma fighting world he plays victor drago ivan drago's son i got to talk to him about creed 2 about everything that you're going to see in the film not too many spoilers uh so maybe you want to see it after you've seen or listen to it after you've seen the movie but it's a really good one those guys are super cool uh and i hope you guys enjoy the film and i hope you also enjoy this interview Oh, I love the movie. Did you? Oh, yeah, oh, I great, really, man. really loved the movie. No,
1: I'm glad. mean, <laughs> no, legit. Like, yeah, I keep telling everybody, we just finished the film on Friday, so you guys are, like, the first people to check it out. So, like, I'm hearing yeah. that. Yeah. You know, we're talking, I'm like, cool, people dig it. You yeah. Know,
0: cause cause I, it was, the first one was one that kind of, much came out of nowhere, but it was like, wow, this is so good. And mm-hmm. a lot of expectation for the sequel. Did you a guys see the pressure at
1: that? No, we both did. Him coming back as a Drago and him being a newcomer and then me being a newcomer as a director, I think there was a lot of pressure behind both of us, ultimately.
2: Yeah, I mean, I knew that I had it in me. The most pressure that I felt is (laughs) not letting Steven, and Mike and the whole cast down because they gave me the chance and you can't take this chance for granted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I
1: think you kind of narrowed down in that so you won't be... uh, sidetracked by all the -hmm. commotion around so I stay away from a lot of the material online just because I don't want to catch myself trying to fulfill everyone's expectations and not be there for the talent so Mm -hmm. when we all were on the same page you start to realize that what's really important is those small scenes that are like intimate and personal and like that make the movie what it is Mm -hmm. and then you add your little sauce when it comes to the fighting and how you display things Um, so I don't get caught up in like Oh, you, re- re- you re-watch the entire franchise, of course, saying what did they do right, what president did it wrong, what do I want to do different, you know what I mean, and um, finding those little windows where you're like, okay, it's eight of them, so there's like a few windows you can pick, yeah. like I can do something here that they didn't exactly. do there, or what did Ryan do in that fight, okay, he did that, yeah, I remember they did that in Raging Bull, what did they do in Raging Bull, <laughs> you know what I mean, like you find yourself <laughs> trying to like, you have a mix of things, and some things work, some don't. And so I'm thankful MGM, Sly, Mike, you guys putting the work to like yep. really try new things and fail with me at that, you know Absolutely. what I mean, and find out what, what goal we have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. This was kind of unusual because it felt like it was two sequels in one. We had the continuation of the story from <laughs> yes, the last four. That's the hard part. <laughs> <It was awesome. laughs> And I think like people my age, that's, they're Rocky when you think mm-hmm. of Rocky. Like, hey, USA versus Russia. And then you've got the sequel to Creed. How did you kind of balance those two films mm-hmm. and kind of catering to fans of both franchises in that
1: sense? Yeah, I mean, you've seen it, so it's like a lot of it was just intercutting and finding it on paper first. Um, but really making sure that there is a story on this side to give you that, that feel. Because if he was just drag I must break you, and that's it. And they ain't never had no him and his dad were on the same page the entire movie there is no another character that means something to him I won't say that that shows up later mm-hmm. in the film that's a surprise mm-hmm. that you know we wanted to feed that so every time you cut to them you're entertained you're like oh where are they at oh now what they're up to oh they're in Philly oh it's getting closer to the moment mm-hmm. you know to kind of make sure that they clash so you have these two storylines going so they finally connect but meanwhile underneath that everyone had a story outside the ring you know um, so that was really the challenge is like finding what could be interesting for his story that connects at the end of the fight Tessa's story Mike's story Sly's story Dolph's story Miriam's story <laughs> well, yeah, everybody story, so no yeah. it's an ensemble piece yeah. so it was like really trying to make sure we hit all the marks but yet yeah, gave people enough of what they wanted mm-hmm. montage fight scenes all that stuff yeah. So, yeah.
0: it was funny to me because I I can't recall another movie where there's been a 6'4 guy who I felt sympathetic towards. <laughs> what did you do to, like, how to make it, like, because, you know, we got Big Nasty coming in here, and mm. Michael B. Jordan's 5'11", and it's like, I'm looking like, On a good day. Right, right, right. I'm sixty. yeah, I'm 16.
2: yeah. <laughs> And I think it was hard
0: for Drago when he goes down, but like, what did you do to make him a sympathetic, villain character? Well, those
2: credits go to Steven. He, he created the, the character, he wanted to not have this typical villain where you just have a killing machine without emotions and that's it. He, he really wanted to have two sides here telling a background story of the, of the Drago side and then actually that was the point like it's not an Ivan 2.0, mm-hmm. it's something new. Creed is part of the franchise but it has its own dna right mm-hmm. same for the n- villain it's a new generation and um, one of the guys earlier he compared it to to the black panther oh yeah the thing
1: ending yeah killmonger and That you yeah. kind of
2: have the feeling oh. that you, you feel for the villain and don't know who to cheer for in the end of the day and that's what we wanted to create and his key to success was to 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 deliver real pain so I was trying with him to um, connect those bad memories from my personal life, connecting it to the to the character and to the role, um, so that I be as authentic as possible in delivering that pain. Mm-hmm. So people are w- gonna watch it and feel this actual pain. And I mean, it was real crying, it was real pain, we cried a lot together, uh-huh. there was a lot of crying going on during the whole process. <laughs> and yeah. That was you
0: know, w- time. Is it tricky in terms of <laughs> like, you to stage it and for you because you're actually doing this in real life yeah to kind of pull your punches no pun intended but just like yeah. I can't snap Michael B Jordan's neck here when I'm mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. with this, this uppercut so what is that like for you to kind of lower it down so you're not actually
2: delivering I mean it things? was it was a learning process in the beginning to uh, to make those punches miss mm-hmm. but I, I mean we were training day and night on this choreography and i think like after maybe one or two weeks um you got the routine inside your head and it's you know in in a in a, in a movie like that where you have fighting scenes it's all about trust because the other one has to know that he's safe mm. that you're not going to punch him and even if i fully extend my punch and swing wildly mm. he has to trust me that i'm not going uh, that i'm not going to hit him. So it's like a dance. Everybody knows what the other one does and where he moves and stuff like that. And that's why we put on, put in so much work. And I, I mean, like three months of preparation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for you, like I noticed there were subtle Creed touches. Like there's mm-hmm. one thing we beyond. Bianca mm-hmm. is wearing like an Adrian kind of inspired outfit. Oh, yeah. I think it was that first mm-hmm. fight, fight, fight yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you it had like a that Rocky
1: that and Creed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rocky. And you and had that yeah. overhead
0: yeah. shot with Bianca and, and then that, yeah, down yeah, yeah, down yeah. Down like that was definitely, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you juggle trying to pay homage to those other <clears throat> films and then create your own wrinkles so that people mm-hmm. maybe for Creed three can go, oh yeah, that's what he did.
1: Yeah, I, I try to grab what stood out in the other films. um that we can bring back like uh, Apollo came out big entrances of like how do we do that with Creed that's yeah. like him still but not because he's getting into the wrong kind of fight obviously so mm-hmm. it, it, it plays yeah. on the fact that he's fighting for the wrong reasons yeah. so the light shows like our design my design so to speak um but just to get into that um there's moments where Rocky and Drago are staring each other down in the ring it's the exact same camera angles we in using Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. um the top shot, I remember watching First Creed and being like, I like that shot. And then people picked up on the shot. It was the first time they kissed. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, how can we do that when they make right. up with their baby? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I found the moments in the film that were naturally there because of the plot. And then I went back, you know, with research, obviously, and, and chose moments from Rocky, the Creed movie that people responded to and connected. And then when I had my opportunity to I was like now let me do my own touch you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I felt like that Top Shot was a nice Creed Mm -hmm. it's a relationship it's their it's theirs Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to give the audience that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because I want to come back and get what I still felt from her first movie right Mm -hmm. but then it's like but I want more so then the more she coming out for the Russia fight sure. thing you know what I mean and stuff like that so that's where I found my way to put my own little spin in it um mm. with the fighting being more aggressive you know Mike was in a uh, slide was very outside the ring perspective in r- the Rocky franchise uh Mike <laughs> Ryan Clue was inside the ring steady cam slower movement and shots mm. out inside the ring fast-paced energy no one's taking their time his fighting techniques of brawler aggressive so mm-hmm. he does not stop you know once he starts it's over yeah. Yeah. Um, and vice versa Mike has to switch up and get on his level so there's like boxing technique involved those are like little moments that mm-hmm. I felt small nuances and if you caught it and you know you saw my take on it mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's how I kind of just did the research and yeah
0: those corner yeah. shots when you come of like run yeah and some okay.
1: of the stuff was from the land too like a lot of people didn't see my first feature but <laughs> A lot of camera movements mm-hmm. and tilts are all from like, stuff I did in my first film. I did that a lot with the skateboarding, like flipping the camera upside down, mm-hmm. and just allowing you to be in that space. And so, yeah, you know, I try to capture the energy mm-hmm. that's naturally there. It'll make yeah. you feel like you're in their seat or with right. them.
0: That makes sense. And last question, because I'm, I'm for sure about to wrap up. The timing on this one was so interesting because you know, have got all this tension right now. In with Russia? The in Russia. Yeah. And sure. it's <laughs> like, man, it's like, it's coming full circle. Rocky IV was. How did you guys decide to all right, we're not just gonna paint Russia as the bad guy, like the evil yeah. empire, or whatever? How did you make that balance between we're just telling the mm-hmm.
1: story? When people thought that it was with Drago, they came, immediately went to like Russia. They immediately went like, Oh, yeah. it's about Russia, mm-hmm. is there gonna be bad guys? And I felt like I felt like people had like a, a bad taste in their mouth. I did too thinking if that was the concept. Mm-hmm. But meeting with Sly and, and and talking over the character and being like, Look, we can add more to these guys and how we do that we take them out of Russia now we got somewhere to go you know what I mean mm-hmm. so we took them out of Russia put them in Ukraine why are they in Ukraine and I gave them this whole story that made their story unique and dimensional right so after that you kind of like challenge yourself to not sit in those norms because they're so easy to like mm-hmm. fall into yeah. you know I'm what I so mean so especially mm-hmm. when you're looking at the circle everyone's like oh I'm, no, I'm sure you're hitting on this uh, politics and I'm like nah we're not mm-hmm. safe we're not ending no war mm-hmm. like you watch this movie bro it's about like People and like human emotions and relationships nothing else. I can't mm. say there's no other kind of message When you get to the end of the movie, you know what the movie's about. Yep. You feel like people are thinking about their family They're thinking about their daughter. They're thinking about their legacy um, mm. those their, those father's their fathers You know yeah, so you yep. know legit you know stuff that I didn't have in my life exactly. Stuff that I do have in my life. Yep. You know my yep. relationship my wife you know my messed up relationship with my dad You know what I'm saying? Like all those are implemented inside so I think people really pull away, you know, at different things and things in film, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I really love that scene. Like, one of my favorites is that scene with the dinner, and you and uh, Dolph walk out. When I, and I run just, Yeah, there. you run, out, yeah. Mm-hmm. The was it, was it was intense. Just, yeah, like,
2: mm-hmm. that, that was, was intense day,
1: man. yeah. <laughs> that was yelling and rushing. They don't know Russian. So they <laughs> hey, I'm Russian for the film. And so, like, they were, like, get her. and I just let them at it, you know what I mean? Because they had to get there emotionally and understand what they were saying, yep. one, but two, like you know, they're very they're they're athletes, him and Dolph. So like they get mad at each other, at the other <laughs> time, right, right? Like he get mad at himself, like I that long. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Dolph is getting mad at himself, and so you have all this tension. But like it's two big dudes going at it. So like I remember, I'm just like, go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like get their flow and just like, mm-hmm. talking to you and just letting you be. And the same with Dolph. Like if y'all mess up, just run right into it because you guys have the energy yeah. and like, you know, we'll just take it to 100 and then we'll find that mellow exactly. spot, but like you have to go there and they were like, again, they're two big dudes deep voices, so mm-hmm. it felt like strong yeah, yeah. so like how do we then pull like that real emotion out like these people man, like they ain't even here for us and yeah, exactly. it's all meant, and I lost you mm-hmm. know, that was his improv to say it twice you know, mm-hmm. I lost, you know what I mean and he yells it but he says it again, like I lost mm-hmm. and you're like, oh damn, like that's a
2: at the moment. We both agreed that this is or was like a key moment for the whole movie Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because mom appears the first time Mm
0: -hmm. and I
2: definitely don't want to be in that room and then the mom comes also and she joins the group and I can't can't really understand why my father is enjoying the company of those people that led him and us down. Mm. So that was was a key yeah, yeah. moment. I, I don't know how many times we rehearsed it and uh-huh. went over which moments I should use from my real life to connect to 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 that scene to make it uh-huh. as painful and authentic as yeah. possible. Yeah, but sure. I think we nailed it. In the end.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I definitely do. It was really good. I appreciate just
1: it. I'm about the work. I'm just, again, it's so fresh that I'm like, okay, yeah. got
0: it? Cool. No, I. Uh,
1: I'm so close to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we moved so fast with creating this project that now I'm able to kind of step back a little bit, but mm-hmm. I still want to be able to step back further to see what it is. But I definitely do my intentions behind every decision I made, you know, and I saw, and there's things that I know that worked. Um, then there's moments that I'm like, oh, this is risky. The Russian dinner table scene, when you got your main character, yep. Creed, going through this emotional arc, mm-hmm. and you're about to say, hey, hold on, everybody. Let's stop this and go here really quick, you like you could throw people off. You know, people are like, what the like this I is pre-work. And then I, no, I think Ew. so too. <laughs> um, but like those are like the chances when you're doing a sequel one and, you know, when everyone knows that there's gonna be another fight by midpoint of the movie, right. but you're saying like wait before we get to that fight, people are naturally going through some things and the fight is sorta of secondary. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like from the jump, we open up with two Exactly. Sleeping your father punching you the chest, yeah. not in a ring. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like we get to the ring eventually, yeah. but like it's not about that. I yeah. want people to see how they walk out the house and like their relationship. He's always trailing behind his dad. Yeah, yes. he's always in front. Mm-hmm. You know, even during the walkout, Rodrigo walking behind true, his pops. True. You know, yeah. that was like a thing that we had. So. And then it yeah.
0: ties together at the end. At the end, yep. Mm-hmm. Which I don't want to yep. spoil either. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know, the intention for it, that maybe there's room for it because it seemed to wrap a nice hole <laughs> in the series.
1: There's always room, man. Okay. There's always room. Uh, let's just say that. But uh, I think I'm going to go off of how Creed too. how people feel about that. And yep. Obviously, no one wants to. Um, overstay their welcome kind of anything you know what I mean, I do want to overdo it but if it's a natural story there mm-hmm. Mike is going to always be passionate about it you know, the team is, MGM, the studio um, where we take it that's another question okay. You know, and who's involved, that's another question
2: that's so Amara, okay. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> uh, you yeah. <he> got his? <laughs> yeah. okay, guys, yeah. thank you
0: so much no, for thank, you,
1: thank you, appreciate man.
0: it, appreciate you. it bro. You. great talking to you no, same, same. Yeah. Appreciate thank you it. All right, there you have it. Florian Montianu, Stephen Cable Jr., Creed 2 opens in theaters this Wednesday, November 21st. It is definitely something you need to make sure it's on your calendar to see at some point during Thanksgiving weekend, whether it's opening night, right after you finish chowing down on turkey on Thanksgiving, or need to need a break from all those crazy shoppers out there on Black Friday. Or just when you need something to chill and do on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, thank you again to those guys. And thank you for everybody that made that interview possible. Uh, real quickly, Walking Dead has been great this season. I'm really enjoying what they're doing. I'm really not feeling the CW right now on the Arrowverse. I'm so far behind on every show. It's crazy. This is like the first time that's ever happened. Normally, I'm right on there watching them day in, day out, and I'm just kind of excited. Happens as they get ready for the big uh, Elseworlds crossover. Maybe that'll spark my interest back in it. Something else that's kind of failing to capture my interest right now is the WWE. They have the Survivor Series on Sunday, and I just... Man, I just feel like they're not doing anything creative, interesting, or new anymore. It's the same deal over and over. Uh, people complain that when Roman Reigns is on top, it's a Roman Reigns show. And honestly, the only thing changed now is that Roman's not on top. He's away, but it's the same thing. Brock is, has a stranglehold on title, and he's never around. And people who are beloved by the fans are turning heels for no reason and it's kind of weird and the one guy that i really desperately think needs a heel turn to an interesting with his character is the one guy they refuse to turn and that's finn balor because the return to his prince Devitt alter ego even without the demon would make his run in WWE so much more interesting. Uh, we've got Daniel Bryan as a heel, Johnny Gargano as a heel in NXT. Uh, I think Gargano's a little bit better on that end, but I'll talk about NXT in a second. Um, I think I'm seeing the tease for the eventual Ronda, Ronda Rousey heel turn at WrestleMania with Becky Lynch. Uh, I finally got a chance to watch that big throwdown, SmackDown. Uh, invasion of raw with the raw women that was such a cool moment with becky lynch with the blood pouring out of her nose and just warrior match i still think that they're going to have a crazy amazing spectacle of a match at wrestlemania and the way things are booked right now i don't see how they don't main event wrestlemania because there's nothing else that is anywhere close to that level aj styles is reportedly About to renew his contract or he's negotiating his contract, so it may he may be a deal where when this year ends, he's done and takes a break. Maybe he shows up in Impact and helps out Don Callis and Scott demore turn that promotion around further. Maybe he goes back to New Japan and works a limited schedule, or maybe even just returns to ROH. Lots of options. Good time to be a free agent for the phenomenal one. Now and other phenomenal things. Watch NXT take over War Games 2. Two hours, what the main roster is unable or handcuffed and cannot do, and double that time. And in this one, we had uh, just some crazy matches, as usual. Um, nothing too outrageous, but the last three really, really sold the show. Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano, who's starting to veer down this heel path, and it's kind of interesting watching Gargano play a. Uh, more sophisticated subtle heel because he did one bad thing but he's still kind of acting like he's the hero it's kind of a take on that Bret Hart deal back in the the late 90s when he was starting his war with Stone Cold Steve Austin so it's pretty cool stuff and we've also had Velveteen Dream going against the man Tommaso Ciampa as to which one is the best wrestler in NXT is it Ciampa or is it Gargano either way I don't think you can lose and then you had the War Games which was an actual War Games this time we didn't have the two teams come out all at once we had the Undisputed Era versus Ricochet uh, Pete Dunne and War Machine or war raiders i'm just constantly gonna keep calling them war machine anyway i love this setup i love the booking just how they didn't have the war raiders go last and they split them up how dusty used to do with the road warriors where animal would go in and then hawk would come in two spots or three spots after him so it wasn't just the road warriors back to back anyway that was just a subtle thing that i really like I liked seeing the Undisputed Era do like some sneaky underhanded heel tactics like locking done in with the extra with the extra padlock. That was cool. Um, I read online that some people weren't too fond of the weapons and the tables and all that stuff. But, I mean, given all the different leeways we see with so many gimmick matches, I'm okay with that. And this feud and the hatred with these guys kind of warranted that in in this one for me Uh, but it was really fun i love that moment when both of the teams were staggered and near death and it kind of went on opposite sides of the rings and faced off in the middle that was a cool shot it's one of those deals that wwe always tries to do on their shows and doesn't and it always kind of comes off really manufactured this time it came off cool and i just loved it uh really good war games the only thing that would have made it better would have been buckets and buckets of blood like uh the classic 92 one where the dangerous alliance took on sting squadron but in the pg era that's about as good a war games as you can get for me uh so that that's it i'm done rambling i guess hopefully you have a great thanksgiving if you're out there shopping hopefully you find some great deals on black friday through cyber monday and uh Just on a special note, thank you all so much for listening. I pay attention every day, probably too much, all the people who download these shows. And I I just really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the guys for sticking with me and and recording this sucker every week. And I appreciate you all for listening all the time. I'm very grateful and very thankful. So uh, wherever you are, I hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. And that's it for me. Uh, This is Jeffrey Lyles. This episode of Lyles Movie Files has been filed.